Papa. I'm Gabe in it. I'm Gabe in it. I'm nogged. Are you nogging right now? I'm nogging. A little bit of nog in my glass. But it's the holidays. What goes uh, in an eggnog? You know? Egg. Does anybody really? <laughs> There's some spices, I'm sure. Yep. Okay, ready? Yeah. Should we light a candle? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the thing that we do on the internet, as my dad calls it. One of the things that we do. <laughs> Is that what your dad is? Is that really how your dad, dad talks about it? In a conversation with him, he was like, saying, thing well, I don't you I don't know what you that's is my impression of my dad. I don't know what you do with that thing that you do with your friend on the internet. <laughs> what so. are you like a cam boy? <laughs> <laughs> I imagine your dad sounds like he David doesn't Lynch. even know what that is. So. Yeah. Steven. Steven. What are you always doing on the internet? Get a real job. And get real, Steven. Get real. Watching movies on your phone, get real. Okay, so we're here. We're talking about stuff. Little intro dialogue. You ready? Yeah. Okay. Knock, knock. So (laughs) (laughs) what happened today? What happened? Something happened today. Something just happened. Yep. Breaking. This is breaking news. A couple weeks ago, well, about a month ago now, when Black Adam came out, Henry Cavill went on line he's like i'm back as superman and everyone was like yes we're gonna finally get the man of steel sequel that we've always wanted and the it's timeline was correcting itself yeah you know? uh james gunn's in charge it's gonna be fantastic and anyway henry cavill just posted whoops <laughs> spoke too soon he's no longer returning as superman after a long dialogue with james gunn and peter saffron 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 whatever i've heard it both ways so i bet you have um <laughs> Uh, so it's really unfortunate. He's really sad. He gave up Geralt to be, <laughs> be Superman. I feel like he left Geralt just cause. No, I, I know there's yeah. other reasons. <laughs> I hope maybe he's cast as the next bond. That'd be cool. Yeah. Or he can start his own Warhammer movie franchise. There you go. Cause he just needs, fan. he just needs money. He could be the God I'm emperor sure, of mankind. I'm sure Amazon would order. Did you hear that Amazon just ordered a God of War series? I saw that. One more thing for Amazon to destroy. I can't even believe it. Uh, what? Yeah, the Wheel of Time French. It's the same dude. This guy, uh, the showrunner or the creator, whatever he is. You, I don't know. His... You know they brought us Rings of Power. Yeah, but not this guy. Okay. This guy who is behind this, allegedly, is uh, just the worst at adapting things. And so I have no faith in, uh, you know, at this point in time, this juncture. It's not going to be good. <laughs> all right. It seems like today's a sad day all around. Yeah. No more Henry Cavill as Superman. Do you have any and, good news? And they're going to ruin God of War already. It's already ruined. So just don't get your hopes up again about this. <laughs> don't live life optimistically. <laughs> live it cynically like Gabe, and you'll live a small, a sad. What is it Zendaya life. says in her HBO show? She's like, or no, it was in Spider Man. She said, uh, live life expecting disappointment. And, and you'll never be disappointed. Bingo. Love her. Well, she was proven to be wrong by the end of the film. <laughs> I've heard it both ways. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Today we're talking about a movie that I don't care about. <laughs> care about and have not seen. And I don't even know you hate what Timothy it's about. Chalamet. I don't hate him. I you just don't him. care for I him read- at all. Like, like if there is a movie in the theater... Uh, let's just call it bones and all and he, and he's the star of it. 
I'm not going to go out of my way to see a Timothy Chalamet film. That's a shame. I think he's the worst part of Dune. Oh, my God. Yep, I said You it. might be right. <laughs> I am right. You know. Um, and Dune 2 just finished filming, by the way. Yeah. Great news. I'm so excited to see Timothy Chalamet um, become full of himself. Become the God Emperor of Mankind? Yep. Anyway, so we're talking about Bones and All, and today's... Us, uh, probably a soloed cast. We might do an addendum to this if I ever do see this film because I heard it's good, but people are like, eh, it's good. And I'm like, whatever, Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> so Gabe's going to fill me in on what the hell this movie's about. So super, super spoilers <laughs> from here. Yeah. Uh, okay. I so, don't, I think I can go about this without spoiling anything for people who care because it's really, but not I'm about, going to it's ask, not about I'm going to ask spoilers cause I want okay. to know what the sure, hell happens. I'll give you the, the, it's more fun for the listener. For me if to I re- a live, spill the beans? This is a live reaction of me shitting on a movie I haven't seen with Timothy Chalamet. Wouldn't be the first time. Here we go. So t- yeah. So take me through the film. So what is Bones and All? Bones and All is the new feature film from Luca Guadagnino, who everybody should know from, well, who people will know from Call Me By Your Name, with uh, also had Timothy Chalamet, and this is pre-cannibalism cancellation Army Hammer. Uh, it was just a, it was just a kink. Let him, so, let it go. So let's know. do a movie about cannibalism. Yeah, that's where the irony begins. Is wow. that? Um, oh, in the meanwhile, he did a Suspiria reboot, which was cool, which I liked. But um, that is neither here nor there. But the one with Dakota Johnson. Yeah, that, that was, was the Call Me by Your Name guy. That was Luca. After Call Me by Your Name. Yeah, Call Me by Your Name was 2017. The following year, he released Suspiria. How did I miss that? And he's done a bunch of other features too, but. I did not know that. that, that I think that. "Call Me by Your Name" two or whatever the sequel was going to be called was in the works until Army Hammer got released from public life. <laughs> he uh, somewhere in between then and now. I don't know if this was technically part of the whole Me Too thing, but yeah, what uh, happened to Army? Army yeah. was revealed to be a really horny dude, like a real kinky guy, and his kink was cannibalism cannibalism so whether or not he actually has eaten a person and i know he comes from or tasted he comes from some old money so it's very possible that he's eaten an actual person i don't want to start any rumors here but the whole leak was that he had illicit messages sent between him and potential ex-lovers where he was like i want to eat you and you know stuff like that yeah cannibalism sexy kids yeah, so who's to say whether or not Army Hammer's actually devoured human flesh? But the point <laughs> is that he's no longer at this juncture. Call me, call me by your name too is not happening. So, Aww. but what came from that? And I don't know if Luca came up with the idea for this film because I think it is an original idea. Don't quote me on that. But I would. It would be really hilarious Did if say he, Lucas film. No, Luca is his name. Luca Guadalajara. Luca's film. Lucas film. Lucas film. Okay. <laughs> no, not Lucas film. <laughs> okay. Not the Disney owned gotcha. production studio. Um, also, the Disney Pixar's Luca. Not to be confused. Yeah. But, okay. Exactly. Okay, keep going. Uh, okay, I'm reading now that it actually was an adapted screenplay. So, and he didn't write it anyway. So, but the irony still stands. Luca has made a, a film about cannibalism, or using cannibalism as a narrative vehicle, a thematic thing. And it's in the wake of Army Hammer's outing as a sexy cannibal. So that's where we're at. <laughs> so what is Bones and All? Bones and All yeah. is the new Luca Guadagnino movie. You said that. It is. Five times. It, to put it in not so many words, it's like a coming of age uh, American road trip movie with Timothy Chalamet it's like American and Honey. Taylor Russell. 
Taylor Russell's the the main character in the film. She is finding her way after um, her father basically abandons her. Even though she's in high school, she is coming to grips with her uh, nature as being a, a flesh eater. They don't really have a word for it in the movie. I think they just call it what it is. It's kind of just cannibalism. They say the word cannibalism? I'm trying to remember. I don't know if they do. It's kind of like in Midnight Mass, they never say vampire. Mm. But I think they have... It's Fight Club, Cannibalism, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, they have a word for it. But the, the lore for this movie is it's basically just our reality. How but about the, eating people? Yeah. Oh, oh, well, some people call them eaters. Like mm. in The Walking Dead, they call them walkers. Mm. But everybody... The, the whole, one of the points in this movie is that the different eaters, as I'll call them, just for clarity's sake... They all approach this, their, their nature in different ways. And she meets a lot of different eaters throughout the course of the film. Um, because she, there's no community for cannibalism. Uh, as you can imagine, <laughs> it's, it's, they're like, they're How like, do they find each other? They're, they're like mutants. Uh, what? There's like, I don't know. I would, if I had to guess, there's probably like 0.1, of the population is maybe an eater. So the way they find each other, and they don't normally do this as far as the movie's lore is concerned, but eaters develop uh, a highly developed sense of smell. And so they can some, uh, the older eaters there, can smell. Is there like weird supernatural elements to this film? No, it's very grounded, except for the cannibalism. This movie's not and about having, cannibalism. And having a highly developed sense of smell? Yeah. So What are you talking about? I'm trying That's to talk supernatural. About, it's not supernatural it's natural. it's not it's real un, it's unnatural but it's not supernatural when i think of supernatural i think of like spirits and stuff like that no right? no supernatural is anything that is above natural i just think of because of the connotation like I, powers I call like 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 superpowers That's, well fine then it's supernatural it's neither here it's semantics but the point is that this is a grounded drama uh with cannibalism <laughs> Because, and, and because it's a senses, metaphor, Steve. And heightened senses of smell. And you're saying the way that the cannibals Listen, find each other is they smell each other? Is that what you're saying? They smell is that, each other. Is that what you're telling they me? They smell each other from long distances away. Shut up. For how, instance, is, for, how does this movie exist? For it, I don't know. It shouldn't. It's because Luca's got clout, honestly. Because Call Me By Your Name was a success. This movie sounds like, first of all, it sounds stupid. Secondly, it sounds insane. So let's address and, and the elephant thirdly, in the room. it doesn't sound good. <laughs> Okay, let me let me just say I like this movie. You need, you need, <laughs> it was good. You need it to was help, a good movie. You need to help me understand why everyone's I'm trying out about it. to explain it to you. Go faster. <laughs> you keep interrupting you're talk, me. You're talking about smell. They can smell each other. That is the most ridiculous <laughs> thing I've heard all week. Listen, you just have to accept it and move on. I can't. <laughs> it's I can't get it's past. It's just part that. of the the, ro- the lore of the film. It doesn't really matter. So it's, it's, just, it's not grounded in reality. It's a, it's like the, the mechanical. Can we just, I really, I'm really, this is me trying to understand. It's not grounded in reality. It is grounded in reality. It's impossible. Because, because here's the thing. And a lot of movies do this. And I love movies that do this where it takes the either science fiction or supernatural or fan, fantastical element, whatever you want to call it. And that's just backseat. It's just setting. A good example I always think of is uh, Midnight Special, which you actually just watched, I think, in the last couple of years because I recommended it. Yeah, but that is all real. But it, and it, what? It's real in the film. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. But it's entirely supernatural. But I'm my my point is that it's a grounded drama that uses its fantastical element. Just it's a like. So there is a fantastical element. It's called cannibalism. I'm explaining that to you. This is a terrible cast. I'm so confused. Okay, let me make it simple. 
You're saying the Luca? cannibalism is not cannibalism as we know it. It's a supernatural kind of cannibalism. No, you're saying that. I'm just saying what? it's just cannibalism. What? It's just people who'd find out at some point in their life that they're hungry for human flesh. But that's not the point. It's not it's not like a Star Wars movie which centers itself on the idea of a space opera. This is just a drama that's using cannibalism as the metaphor for growing up, for you know, becoming yourself. It's a coming of age story, like I said. Anyway, the po- the plot of the movie is Taylor I, Russell. I still don't understand. I want that to be known. Okay, what is your what is your question? No, I don't. I'll, I'll ask more questions at the end. Okay. I'm hoping that at some point you say something that makes sense to me. All right, I'm trying. It'd be easier if you just watched it with me. <laughs> Taylor Russell is in high school. She's growing up. She's learning these things about herself because she has not a lot of memories from growing up. Uh, it's revealed later that her mother was an eater as well. That's why she's an eater. And her father has kind of been like, they, they can't really stay in any one place because these things end up happening where she, there's an, there's like an accident because she'll end up like, you know, someone will go missing or she'll have this incident that they have to get away from. The, in the very first act of the film, she is at a girlfriend's house and she like bites her finger off, which sets the tone for the whole film or degloves it. It's kind of gruesome. This is a very explicit graphical graphic film, so... Not for the squeamish. She ends up going on the run because her father says, I can't handle this anymore. I'm just going to have to let you live your life and figure it out on your own. So she goes on the run and she ends up finding other eaters over the course of the film. Mark Rylance being the first one. He's in this film and he puts on this fantastic, creepy performance as this guy who's been living this nomadic lifestyle for, gosh, I don't know, 40, 50 years. And she starts to learn about, you know, how to live in this world as this kind of person who is with cannibalistic tendencies, (laughs) to put it mildly. And she eventually leaves him because he's a creep. And she meets up with Timothy Chalamet, who she ends up tooling around with for the rest of the film. And they have this uh, blossoming love interest between them. They meet a couple other eaters. And the whole film moves forward with this plot device where she's trying to reconnect with her mother. Uh, who she does end up finding towards the end of the film, uh, played like a cameo by Chloe Savini. Is that how you say her name? Sev- Savini? Savini? And she eventually comes to terms with like who she is as a person and this life that she has to lead. And, and I'm trying to remember how it ends exactly. Oh, it ends in tragedy. That's right. <laughs> she, she ends up like departing, running away from Timothy Chalamet, but then she reconnects with him. And they, the movie ends with them living their life in a city finally kind of cohabitating with society um, for an indeterminate amount of time. But then Mark Rylance's character, hope I'm saying his name right. You are. He ends up tracking her down because he's obsessed with her. Like he's never, he's, he's kind of like, um, he's got like a, a childlike mentality and he's, he's latched onto this idea of her as his companion. So he ends up pursuing her and uh, like breaks into her apartment and is like on top of her. You're not sure what he's gonna do, but he's it's, it's nothing good. <laughs> Tim Tim comes home, and uh, in the process of you know killing Mark Rylance's character and saving Taylor Russell, he ends up getting stabbed and dies. And the movie ends with him dying in her arms and actually. <laughs> and she eats him. She eats him because he says, you know, eat me, you know, and that's one of the things that was kind of a, a thing. I didn't actually think it was funny in the moment. I realized afterwards that it's kind of funny because a lot of people were talking about it 
uh, saying that was kind of a an immersion-breaking, hilarious moment. But for me, it worked well as the close to this story because it's a love story about, you know, these two people and he, they're both like, you know, poetic romantic. They're eaters. Yeah, they're eaters. And so she eats him as he's dying. This and is... that's, we cut to black. <laughs> it's, it's an incredible little movie. It's not, I don't know if it'll end up being a favorite of mine, but it's like, it's fun when you have a movie like this because it's crazy. It's insane. No, I'm all for crazy. Okay, so there's a magical element. There's a magical element. It's not grounded in real life. My point is that the drama, like the themes... I don't care about the drama. Oh. The fact that they can smell each other okay. is magical. That's, that, is, that is not real. It's a magical element. Sure. So it's not grounded in reality. Okay. I'm looking at this film on a deeper level. Like, what is the, it trying to say? Yeah, well, no, sure. Like, because there are well, okay, genre films. Like, let's talk about Warm Bodies. Have you seen Warm Bodies? The movie about the the zombies, and then like the zombie falls in love with this girl, and then he un he becomes unzombified because he falls in love, and no. then all the all the zombies that exist after like the the, and so I'm just saying like, like the the magical element is the fact that zombies exist in this world. Yeah, the magical element here, it and and like you know you have a groundedness of of, of warm bodies where like people falling in love, and that's the message, and that's a grounded message. I'm not talking about that. There's obviously a theme in every story to every good movie. There's a theme that is grounded in reality that touches, that can touch the human heart. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the actual elements of the plot are magical and supernatural. And you have said you've denied that every time I've asked in this. Well, I'm with qualifiers. I'm the plot. Yes. I'm saying the intention is not to be obviously okay. Then we agree. So, but it is magical. Yes. Like there, so like the fact that like these eat, there's like these people out there called eaters. Yep. It's, you know what it sounds like to me? It sounds like crimes of the future, like how they eat plastic and stuff. And it's like, there are these, yeah. pe- these people out there that do this weird thing that is not normal in our, in our, our normal everyday life. It's not like the whale where it's grounded in, in like nonfiction and, and, like we're dealing with real people with re- like problems. These people have real problems in this movie, but they have supernatural abilities. Correct? Yes. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. I'm just bad at explaining things. This is why we don't do too many solo Gabe casts. No, they're, no, no. They're You're stupid. not bad at explaining things. I just think you didn't understand what I meant when I said the word supernatural a hundred times. <laughs> Clearly. Or magical for that matter. But they have superpowers. These people. Yeah. Yes. So this is like this is like a this is like a fictional world, like an like an alternate fictional world where these yep. people yeah. exist. And there's a lot of these people. No. Oh, I, like I said, it's probably only like one out of every thousand. But there's enough thousand. to like where they can they can like smell each other from miles away. Yeah. And that's like when that point of information is is given in the film. Did the audience laugh? Did you laugh? Uh. I don't think I laughed at any of that, uh, but p- some people did, you know, maybe not in my theater. It but sounds ridiculous. It is ridiculous because it's not real. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not real. That's what I was saying earlier. I'm glad you feel validated. I'm so confused. I'm not validated. I'm just confused why you were denying me saying it doesn't sound real. And you're like, it is real. And I'm like, it's not. Please help me understand. I look at this film as something that here's a good example I okay. mean, to me. Okay. Maybe I'm, it's more bullshit spewing out of my mouth. I'm listening. 
I think of this film not first and foremost as a film about cannibalism, whereas a lot of other films of its ilk hinge. The entire film hinges on its hook for the genre, right? Like Crimes of the Future has so, so much it's trying to say, but I don't think it's a film that could be told without its its primary element, right? This is a story. Which, which, which is, this is a movie. It's it's like fantastical element of people eating, you know, plastic or whatever it was. Well, like Midnight Special is a good example. Like, there's clearly a message and like a through line of like humanity running underneath the the supernatural elements, the the fictional elements of that film, and and that was a good explanation. I just don't think it landed because then when I said so, it's supernatural. You kept saying no, and I'm like. I was just really confused by that. It's super funny. Well, it's a supernatural film. There okay. it is. All right. About cannibalism. And I liked it. That's all I have to say. So it's supernatural. It's about cannibalism. It's like they're supernatural cannibals. <laughs> like you were like saying like mutants. Kind of. Almost like in the sense of like X-Men. Yeah. Yes. Okay. okay. It's like they just have a little bit tweaked in their genetic pool. It causes them to want to eat people. Or not even wanting any, them. Are there, there any other people in this universe no. where like, nope. they have powers or anything? There's nothing. Not that we know of. It's just, it's about... Like vampires? No. Do they eat, do they cook them like, like Hannibal Lecter? Or do they... No, just eat it raw. Bones and all. Oh. There's the title, everybody. Yeah. Well, the bones and all comes about because Michael Stolberg shows up at one point as a cameo character. Who's that again, sorry? incredible actor who's been in a bunch of stuff including he was tim chalamet's father and call me by your name yeah, i think he was in shape of water i don't know michael stolberg yeah he's great stolberg sure i don't know how to say his name it's oh he was a serious man yeah exactly gotcha. so he shows up at one point and he talks about every every individual in this film i'll just go as long as you want uh every character in this film has their own set of rules they have a code they follow to live this lifestyle hmm and their own unique uh, information or lore they bring to the table about their condition. Michael Stolberg talks about how at some point in an eater's lifespan, there comes a point where you eat the entire body. You don't just like feast off a little bit, you know, as a, as a young blood. What? You eat the whole body, bones and all. And that's kind of like a second birth or a rebirth as an, of an, as an eater. Because it's it's implied or directly stated at different points in the film that eating human flesh is not only for sustenance, that it provides some kind of high, like a like a, a chemical reaction that gives you this... An eater's high. Yeah, it's an eater's high. Like, like a, if we have a sidecar donut or... Like a, a runner's high. Delicious pizza. Yeah, exactly. A kind of orgasmic in that way. I don't know. But so, Michael Stolberg, he's, he drops the title. He's like, yeah, this is... Because neither Tim Chalamet or Taylor Russell had at that point eaten an entire body, bones and all. So they hadn't really... Or I don't know if Tim had, but... They hadn't really had that experience yet, so because they're still like growing up and finding their footing in this world. So, what's the metaphor of cannibalism for for gro like growing up out of youth? I had a better grasp on it at the time. Like, is it is eating a person a metaphor for like the mistakes we make growing up and hurting other people, or like how does that? I think that was part of it. <laughs> I should have done the reading again, but I think it was like no, it's all good. I don't know if it got too specific, but like the coming of age ideas of like finding yourself, realizing who you are, becoming part of society. And I'm sure you could, you could find 
kind of niche things out of that, like mm-hmm. like behavior-specific stuff or different elements of society like race and sex or gender or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the reasons I liked this film is because you can read it a few different ways. Mm-hmm. And it was it was just well-acted. Like I said, Taylor Russell's great. Tim's whatever. He's fine. <laughs> uh, Mark Rylance is, is amazingly <laughs> creepy in this movie and all the little other cameos and side performances are really cool so mark rylance is so crazy i heard i heard that um the taylor or yeah the taylor is that what it's called i, I heard so. that movie was really good yeah which it didn't really have any promotional stuff or press you know talking about it i don't know who made it even but i i had a couple i think my sister might have seen her some relative and they're like yeah it was great yeah, I heard it was good. As maybe on, it was my mom. I don't know. It's on some people's lists. I think it year. went like kind of straight to VOD. Yeah, and it, so, yeah, it was like one of those in the in the movies for like three weeks and then yeah. It's gone. But Mark Rylance is an, is just a known quantity. He's great. So him being in this movie, I think, is a big part of what elevated it for me, because he's he's a he's very important. Well, Gabe, I'm sorry about all the discord. And confusion. I'm just bad at explaining things. No, you're not. I, I see I see this story in a specific way and I'm in, I'm you know. So does Timothy Shell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but but really I just I get confused when people don't understand me, so that obviously there was a miscommunication happening. But with that being said, is there a song we could play here at the end? Is there something noteworthy? Yeah, the score. Oh, it was a Trent Reznor score. Oh, really? Which is funny because Taylor Russell was wow. also in Waves, which Trent Reznor scored, the A24 film from a few years ago. See, that is the only thing I've heard so far about this movie that's made me want to watch it, is knowing that Trent Reznor scored There's it. a lot of similar vibes between Waves and this film. So mm. if you liked Waves and you like cannibalism, check out Bones and All. <laughs> Trent Reznor. And I'm, we might do an addendum if I see this, but here's a song from Trent Reznor. Yeah. 